Yep, pretty much. Jeffrey! 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 Mustard Keaton. Is this number 19? Yes. Okay. Welcome to episode 89! Welcome to episode 89! Number 19 on our list. Trying to make the episode feel bigger than it is. Yeah. Because there's not much to it. Ha! This one says it's an hour and 47 minutes. This movie was not an hour and 47 minutes. I have a trivia fact as to why it might not have been what we thought it was. Are we falling in line with like, uh, like... Because like, it fell in the p- public domain. There's like is a there thousand versions? versions. Yeah. So this is just like, uh... So there's a bunch rush. of badly edited versions and compacted um, versions and... That would explain it then. Uh, well, once you get to that, because the yeah. version that I found on the Internet Archive is starts at a completely different spot than the version okay. that's on YouTube. Okay. So, anyway. Hi, folks. Hello! This week, we watched The General from 1926, <laughs> which is an unrated movie. What the hell was that? It's an action-adventure comedy. IMDb says it's an hour 47. We watched an hour 20. Yeah. Version. That, yeah. When Union spies steal an engineer's beloved locomotive, he pursues it single-handedly and straight through enemy lines. Which... I don't think they steal his train. I thought they steal they stole a different train. They stole the Texas. I thought the general was his train. I don't know. Did they not steal the general in the beginning? Because they flip-flop, because he originally was That's chasing true. after them, and then they were starting to chase after him. That's true. I feel like they stole the general in the beginning. And then when he was there at the camp that night, mm-hmm. uh, when he meets the woman, <laughs> yeah, like, no, that's Annabelle Lee. Take off your dress. No, that's that's his lady. They kidnap her. Right, right. right. So when, they, when they get to her, yes, that's right. They do kidnap her. Yes. So they get to her, and then I feel like then they get back in the general, and they start chasing after them. Fun fact: Here are the tech specs for this movie. Okay. Hour forty-seven. That's the AU. So I'm assuming Australian. Um, hour 20, hour 23, hour 15, hour 18. Hour 18 is the 24 frames per second. The hour 15 is the U.S. 2003 alternate version. There's an hour 23, which is whatever ES stands for, from 1962. Another hour 20 minute from the ES from 1982. And then... Maybe that's the original, the hour 47. Anyway, okay, so there's this... a thousand versions of this movie. Okay, on YouTube right now... Is the 118-minute one? Is There's the 118-minute version. Mm-hmm. There's also, from Harvard, there's the hour and 46 version. Find whatever version you want to watch, kids. The one we watched... Is an hour the, 20. Which is the Blu-ray copy of the film. Which is the United States 2003 version. So, and that was, yes, that was an hour and 18 minutes. So, that's the version my assumption is that most of you will probably yeah. end up seeing. True. I will, now that I know, that, now that I found this other version, I will post the hour 46 on the website. That's the version that I'm going to throw on the website. So, if you want to watch technically what's, what, a good half hour longer, mm-hmm. you can. That'll be there. So, just... Throwing that out there. Okay. Has anyone besides me ever read the parental guides on IMDb for the movies? They're so... There's one for this one. Are you serious? Uh-huh. The, Maybe if we need to fill some time, I'll read from it, because it's pretty funny. The thing I love the most about those parental guides is that they are so anal. 
I know. Like, so like, oh, well, there's a moment where a character looks suspicious at another individual. And that might be scary. Yeah, it's like, yeah. no. I'll read some of those if we have time. Scary is Which we might. jump scare. Like, uh-huh. give me that, you know. Awesome. Well, um, sorry, with, this is an eight point three out of ten. I may have, may not have said that. I can't remember. Roger Ebert gave this a four out of four. Okay. Uh, Directed. Yes, yes. Go by ahead. Clyde Bruckman and Buster Keaton, and written by Buster Keaton and others, starring Buster Keaton, <laughs> Marion Mack, and that's like it. No one else has a picture. Sorry, Boris Karloff is the uncredited slash unconfirmed union general. Wait, 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 wait. What? Boris Karloff. Really? Hmm? Allegedly. He's uncredited, and it's not like for sure. Well, I see. If it's twenty, if it's twenty six, I think that would have been pre him being known. I believe. Now I gotta look this up. I gotta look up when he started. Frankenstein's from thirty one. He would have been doing. Um, he would have been still probably doing like. He was eighty one when he died. Lesser known. He died from emphysema. Shocking. What do, we, what do we figure out? Uh, Buster Keaton died of what? What did I say? Uh, lung cancer. Lung cancer. I see. Boris Karloff had been around, but he wasn't. He wasn't Boris Karloff as like everybody nowadays is right. gonna know him as. So interesting. Well, let me. Um, do you yeah, any... he's his IMDb shows the general as one of his credits. So so weird. Do you have any um, witty things? to Oh, say I said something witty. Oh. <laughs> I said, why isn't he doing a dance with dinner rolls? <laughs> I like it. No. Uh, for those of you playing at home, that's Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Which is the point. Um, like Charlie Chaplin. I am Making up for the fact that they didn't like Charlie Chaplin. I, you have no clue how happy I am that you... I'm glad. You, you are walking away from this podcast... Uh-huh. With an appreciation and 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 love of some degree of Charlie Chaplin, yep. and Frank I, Capra more I, than I had before. That's very true. I I love Frank Capra a lot more now than I did before we started this. I think I almost feel like that's mine. <laughs> um, I can't real, wait to watch City Lights. Real, oh, I haven't seen that one in forever. Uh, real quick, uh, did uh, Double you, Indemnity was such a good movie. Sorry, yes, it was. there's a bunch under you more like this: the Maltese Falcon, Double Indemnity, Grapes of Wrath. City Lights, It Happened One Night, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Gold Rush, uh, all on the list. So many great films. I miss them all. They're all like babies. Um, real quick, yeah. uh, did you like the movie? Yeah, I did. I, feel I like... didn't like it as much as I like Chaplin stuff. True. I didn't think it was as funny, I... but it might not be my style of comedy. I can tell that it was that era of silent film stars because... Keaton did a lot of things that I saw I've seen Chaplin do, mm-hmm. which I'm well aware Chaplin, because they were both around the same time. Obviously, yeah. Chaplin's been overseas here since the early like early 1900s. Um, but at the same time, like I know that they 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 were actors that Chaplin saw something that Keaton did, and yeah. then he perfected it. And Keaton saw stuff that Chaplin did. And I was he perfected very it. impressed by a lot of the stuff that happens in the movie. Oh yes, oh, that yes. is for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Did I think it was laugh out laugh out loud uproariously funny? No. no. There was uh, the my favorite part of it. If the... it was a Chaplin movie, would I have maybe a little funnier? Still, maybe not uproariously funny. And there's only so much you could do with the plot. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, the majority, like almost ninety percent of the film, takes place on the trains. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I did have some moments of laughter. It was good, but not like. I feel like the funniest part is in the end when they're in the battle. 
I think that's probably that some was of the pretty darn parts. funny. He's, yeah, he's, and when he's trying to enlist, was that's funny. True. Yes, yes. Get out of here. <laughs> and there's stuff on the train that's funny. Oh yes, as well. Oh yes. So yeah, those were my feelings. Awesome. I wanted to make sure. I'm at a weird place on the list where it's like I had movies that I was really, really passionate about, mm-hmm. and there's movies coming that I'm really, really passionate about. But we're not. There. But I'm in this weird, like amorphous place where it's like these are good movies. I understand their place on the list, and I respect them. But meh, not my favorite movies of all time. Not gonna lie. What did we say? Episode? What? What movie was this? Did we say it was 19? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's 18. 18. Sorry, it's 18. I'm sorry. It's a Wonderful Life is 20. Yeah, and, and then on the on waterfront, waterfront is 19. I forgot. We've done a lot of these really close together again. Yeah. Because com- we just did on the waterfront on Thursday. It's Sunday. Yeah, I completely forgot we watched <laughs> on okay. the waterfront. It's okay. Everyone knows. It's fine. Ugh. You know what, kids? You I just lost listened couch. to on the waterfront. You know. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we're going to do awards and technology. It's really dark in here. It is really dark in here. I'm keeping it dark. And there's a candle flickering. Yeah, it was really fun for me when I was trying to reset up my knitting, by the way. I could have I just said something, but no, I didn't. No, but you didn't. <laughs> now fault. you're like, no, screw it. I'm no, going to just gonna redo die. the whole thing. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Better not get me sick. You better not get me sick. Um, all right, well, let me do the awards and technology. Yes. Well, that section's done. Yep. Back to you, Lindsay. <laughs> no. Um, awards and whatnot, Jeffrey. Get awards right. and whatnot. Yeah, let me remember this. Um, basically... It's a silent film from the 20s. There's really no awards. It won a couple awards recently, but it was a lot more dealing with the, the presentation of the DVD. Like, right. in 2013, it was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best DVD Blu-ray yeah, Collection. Uh... Um, and then it won, in 2009, the uh, OFTA Film Hall of Fame Sweet. I have no idea what that is. I apologize if it's something I should know. I don't know what that is. It's the first time I've ever heard that. So it did, however, get entered into the National Film Registry Good. in 1989. Good. So when it started. Yep. Right when it started. So it's it's very much so you know and and we were discussing like while we were trying to figure out like why is it on the list and we we're like okay well it's another... when it first started we were trying yeah. to figure out why it was on the list and it's one of those because the story is real like it's based upon a thing it that is. actually happened so it's okay. That's why it's 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 historically significant to America. Mm-hmm. It's also it, it because I don't have that, that. So that was the awards technology. You want to really talk have, about the stunts as I, your technology? Because I, I don't have anything in my trivia for it. And so that's go for it. that's kind of my thought process. Buster Keaton was a person who did all of his own stunts. Mm-hmm. Almost everything. If he you've did. ever seen that GIF on the internet of the front of the house falling on top of the actor, like standing right in front of it, that's right. Buster Keaton. Like, like he, he, it falls. Like the, the the second floor window is the gap that he stands uh-huh. in that falls. That, that he he basically slips through as he's standing still. Yeah, yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. He does his own stunts. You watch this movie. If you watch, he's this movie, standing on the front of a train. Yeah, like. While mo- he's running around. I mean, around. they're not going super fast. They're moving. But, but still, like... That's one of the funny things in the parental guide, by the way. Talking well, about moving around. and kidnapping a woman and moving her from car to car at, on a speeding train. I'm oh, like, wow. it's not speeding. It's driving, like, very slowly. Like, probably doing 30. I mean, granted, 25, yes. maybe. If he fell off, he would get hurt. Hurt. But not mortally wounded, injured, yes, but not, like, not, dead. Not dead. He's not going to die from falling off. He's not going to get dead. But if you watch this movie, if you watch this movie and you realize, like, okay, so nowadays, yes, you've seen stunts, and a lot of it's all CG, it's all fake, it's stuntmen. Mm-hmm. 
if you watch this movie, if you've never seen it, you watch it with the with the the context that it's all real. Yeah. There's no rear screen projection. No. There's no because they models. can't do side to side rear screen projection, right? right? Is that what we talked about? Because there, there's a there's a scene where he's he's trying to load the cannon that's on the back of the train, mm-hmm. and it could have very well been done as a rear screen projection, but the camera moves around way more than would have been practical or possible. Yeah. That's is if they would have even been able to do it properly at right. this point in Film. Hollywood filmmaking. Um, this movie, there's there's at one point there's three trains, uh-huh. full size locomotives, steam engine locomotives yep. that are that are riding around each other, bumping into each other, just narrowly missing another one, running mm-hmm. into the back end. Like it's all real. Yep. People are running they around. They blow up dams. They and blow bridges up a full size and... dam. They blow up. They light on fire and then ultimately collapse a full size bridge yep. with a full size locomotive yep. on it into the yep. river. Um, yep. there's, I have a fun trivia fact about that. Buster Keaton's running around on top of the train cars. There's no harness. Nope. There's no wiring. There's nope. nothing keeping him there. If he fell, he fell, and that would have been it yeah. type thing. So it's very much so just impressive from a technical standpoint right. for how they made this movie in 1926, right. mind you. Nowadays, it would be a completely different film. Right. Completely different situation. But it's 1926, it's impressive. It's very it's impressive. Damn impressive. And I feel like that also has a lot to do with why it's on the list. Uh-huh. It's, I it's, agree. That's probably the primary reason it's on the list. From a strictly a technical standpoint, it's very impressive what they pulled off for a movie in 1926, a silent film, mind you. Right. So that's kind of that was my technology. It wasn't really technology, but it was the closest to it. So it's my like whatnot. It. That was good. Stunts count as a whatnot. They do. That's they why do. it's awards and whatnot. This is this is good. I'm so glad we got to episode 70 before we realized that I could just call it that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. Lindsay! It's okay. You can do your trivia now. Okay. And then we will probably wrap up the episode. Yeah, it's going to be a short... No, I'm going to read from the parental guide. Yes, read from the parental guide. That's what we're going to do now on short episodes. I'm going to read from the parental guide. Because That's way more fun no than sp- I was just going... Okay, we're done. Okay, we're done. Because basically, um, I don't have any stuff in things or inflation. That'll be our newest newest edition in this last leg. Parental guide. guide. Just read through it. Maybe read through it and find a couple of the most ridiculous things that's in there. Yeah, Yeah. because there's not a lot of trivia here. Oh, we might just do that for any of the movies. Trivia? That that could be just funny. Uh Oh, wow. I can't wait to wait until, like, The Godfather. Yes! (laughs) A man's eye is blown out through his glasses and... That's the second one. Oh, I thought that happened in the first one. Does it happen in the first one? He's laying on the bed. Or he's laying on the massage table. Isn't that the end of the first one? Oh, yeah. That's when they shoot Moe Green. Spoiler alert. Fuck you if you haven't seen The Godfather. (laughs) Not really. I'm just kidding. All right. The first try at getting the cannonball to shoot out of the cannon into the cab caused the ball to shoot with too much force. To cause the cannonball to shoot into the cab of the engine correctly, Keaton had to count out the grains of gunpowder with tweezers. Wow. Holy crap. (laughs) The scene in which the Texas crashes through the bridge was the single most expensive shot of the entire silent film era. (laughs) The Texas itself remained in the river until World War II when it was salvaged for scrap iron for the war. It stuck around for over 20 years? Wow. Just shy of 20 years. Just shy of 20. Yep. Still. Well, it depends when they pulled it. It could have been, yeah, it still would have been just shy of 20 years regardless. All right, like we, you and I talked about off mic, 
Based? Oh my god, what the heck? What are you doing? Ugh. Wake up! <laughs> I haven't eaten in a while. It's probably yeah, why I'm sleepy. I'm starving I know. We right didn't now. eat before because I'm going home to have dinner with my family because we're doing this early on Sunday for once because I'm not. Normally I'm getting to town like now. That's true. I am because I'm hungry. normally out of. I have been out of town lately. Okay, based on a true incident during the Civil War, in April 1862, Union agent James J. Andrews led a squad of 21 soldiers on a daring secret raid. Dressed in civilian clothes, Andrews and his, Andrews and his men traveled by rail into the southern states. Their mission was to sabotage rail lines and disrupt the Confederate Army's supply chain. At the town of Little Shanty, Georgia, the raiders stole a locomotive known as the General. They headed north, tearing up track, burning covered bridges, and cutting telegraph lines along the way. William Fuller and Jeff Kane, the conductor and engineer of the General, pursued the stolen train by rail and foot. They first used a handcart, as Buster Keaton does in the film, then a small work locomotive called the Yona, they, which they borrowed from a railroad work crew, and finally a full-size Confederate Army locomotive called the Texas, which pursued the General for 51 miles in reverse. Damn. During the chase, Confederate soldiers were able to repair the sabotage telephone telegraph wires and send messages ahead of the raiders. Andrews and his men were intercepted and captured near Chattanooga, Tennessee by a squad of Confederate troops led by General Nathan Bedford Forrest, who after the war was one of the founders of the, the KKK. KKK. You know why I know that? Forrest Gump. Yep. <laughs> tried, as, tried as spies, Andrews and seven of his raiders were hanged. A special gallows was built to hold all eight men. The rest of the raiders were traded in a prisoner exchange. In 1863, the survivors of the mission were awarded the first medals of honor. Andrews and the raiders who had been hanged later received medals of honor posthumously. They got medals of honor because the North won. Ah, oh, Yes. In the scene where Johnny and Annabelle refill, 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 refill the water reservoir of the train, Mary and Max said in an interview many years later that she had no idea that she was supposed to get drenched. Buster Keaton had not told her what was supposed to happen, and the shock you see is genuine. Awesome. In the train crash, a dummy was used as engineer. It looked so realistic that the townspeople who had come to watch screamed in horror. Buster Keaton always said that this was his favorite movie. Buster Keaton wanted to use the real locomotive the general in the movie, which was at the Nashville, Chattanooga, and St. Louis Union Depot in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and the railroad initially permitted him to do so, even providing him with a branch of line to film on. However, when it became known that the film was to be a comedy, the railroad withdrew permission and Keaton had to look elsewhere. How dare you make a mockery of the American railroad system. Yes. For the scenes with the opposing armies marching, Buster Keaton had the extras, which included Oregon National Guard troops, wear the gray uniforms of the Confederacy and march in one direction past the camera. Then he had them change uniforms into the Union Blues and had them march past the camera in the other direction. Awesome. The failure of the original copyright holder to renew the film's copyright resulted in it falling into public domain, meaning that virtually anyone could duplicate and sell a VHS DVD copy of the film. Therefore, many of the versions of this film available on the market are either severely and usually badly edited and or of extremely poor quality, having been duped from second or third generation or more copies of the film. Which is why it's on the website, because <laughs> it's in the public domain, yep. so you go ahead and watch it. Nothing wrong with that. In 2007, the AFI ranked this as the number 18 greatest movie of all time. It was the first inclusion of this film on the list. Or the number 19 movie, if you're I honest. was just going to say, if we didn't catch it, we would have caught it yep. there. And then you would have been all confused. Uh, like, oh, wait, what number? Oh, it's in the row. Okay. The final battle scene sparked a, sparked a small forest fire around the river. Buster Keaton, his crew, and the extras stopped filming to fight the fire. 
Joseph M. Shank, not huh. to, S-C-H-E-N-K, <laughs> not how my last name is spelled, gave Are Buster sure? Keaton. Yes, because <laughs> people spell it like that all really? the time. People are stupid. People are stupid. Joseph N. Shank gave Buster Keaton $400,000 for the movie, so the production company moved with 18 freight cars of props and sets to Oregon. In the next two months, in the town of Marietta, Georgia, was built near... Sorry, in the next two months, the town of Marietta, Georgia, was built near the Oregon town of Cottage Grove. How weird is that? Because we have a city called... Or- Wait, is the state Oregon? Or is it Oregon? Um, I think we it's actually... Or- okay, the state is Oregon. The town in Wisconsin is Oregon. No lie, uh, we were discussing this at work the yeah. other day. And but it's, we also it's... have a town called Cottage Grove, so that's really weird. And at the end, they're on the Rock River. They are on the Rock River, which runs through Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, and actually, it's, 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 a, it's a local dialect thing. Because uh, okay. we were discussing that people, I think, in Oregon... Say Oregon. Pronounce it Oregon. Oregon. Like, they pronounce it Oregon. as two syllables. Yeah. Not three. Oregon, yeah. Oregon, and they. Yep. I, I think. I think that's what we were discussing. We have a midwestern accent. We can't help it. Okay. Yeah, you're lucky we don't have like Chicagoan accent. Yeah, could be worse. Five hundred Oregon National Guardsmen played the two armies. Was that Chicago or is that Northern Wisconsin? Yeah, it was a little both. bit of both. <laughs> there were three locomotives used in the film: one as the general, one as the Texas, and a spare engine. The spare engine had originally intended to play. It had been originally intended to play the Texas, but the engine that ultimately got that role was found to be in better condition. The spare engine played the role of the Union engine to the bridge scene where it played the Texas as it crossed the bridge. Uh, Premiere voted this movie as one of the 50 greatest comedies of all time in 2006. Buster Keaton shot most of this film outdoors because the narrow gauge railroad tracks that could accommodate antique locomotives were still in use at the time. The film's hard-edged look was inspired by the battlefield photographs of Matthew Brady, which captured the carnage of the Civil War in shocking detail. I was going to say, the end scene when um, he turns in the uh, other side's uniform, guy, uniform, and he becomes lieutenant. Yeah, that looks like... <laughs> spoiler from the movie that is almost 100 years old. <laughs> well, it's 90... 80... What, 88? No, it's 90. Because it was, it, was it was 1926 Sorry, that it came out. yeah. So... We're 88, 88 years old. Sorry, I can't do math. Lindsay. Jeffrey. You fail. I know. Uh, no, um, at the end, it looked like a photograph. Like, the way that they were standing, like, just even they had it set up, it looked like a Civil War photograph. Yeah. It was kind of cool. They actually did have a sense of design. Florida State University commissioned composer Jeff Beale to write a brand new soundtrack for the silent film. It was premiered by the University of Philharmonia along with the original film playing just above the orchestra. Jeff Beale is the guy who scores uh, House of Cards. Gotcha. And among other things, but no, don't, I'm not just saying, but that's the one that I know him from is House of Cards. And this is included among the 1,001 movies you must see before you die. Which I didn't know. That's like the first time they've ever talked about that book on this list. Um, I've heard of it because they have like a whole, they have like a 1,001 comics you're supposed to read before mm-hmm. you die. Colin has one of the, they come out with a new edition of 1,001 movies like every five years or something like that. No, not that many. Like two years. Interesting. Dude, Asta, I'm not going to the convention in Salt Lake City. Gosh. Sorry. That random tidbit of things that nobody cares about brought to you by Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay gosh, she's reading her kill email me. on the podcast brought <laughs> to you gonna by. Lindsay's going to kill me. I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> um, well, there's no inflation. Oh, that's right. I was going to read from the parental guide. I forgot. There's, there's none of that stuff. So back to you, Lindsay. <laughs> All right. So the parental guide. These are pretty. In case you didn't know about this and want to entertain yourself 
Oh, no, that's not the general. That's the getaway. The general. There we go. So there are on IMDb parental guides for, you know, parents yep. to know whether this movie is appropriate for their child to be watching. And I'm sorry, if you're checking your parental guide on IMDb, uh, I'm not going to go there. Can okay. we um? Can we share this section since I didn't have a last section? Yes. Yay. Okay. okay. You keep, you read. I'm going to find right. some. Sex and nudity. None. Do you want to do some Damn. violence and gore? I was gore? really sad. I hope there was some nudity in this one. you want to do violence and gore? Um, so are we going to pick out things, or are we going <laughs> to... Yeah, you can... Oh, my You do goodness. the next couple, because there's two categories below that okay. for this one. A mild... Ah! Oh, you're you going. have to read the very bottom one of violence and gore. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to read that one first, okay. I guess. No, leave it for last. All it's right. the funniest one. All right, um... This is not the last one. Okay. Uh, a mildly intense Civil War battle is fought at the end. A no, you mildly didn't read the intense. first one about the occasional... Just... Yes, because there's one about okay. falling off things that's funny to me. Occasional mild slapstick violence, such as a young man being kicked out the door, a man falling off a derailing handcar, a man falling off a bicycle, and people being soaked by massive gushes of water. Yep. <laughs> by the way, that's all Buster... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all him. That's all the same guy. Um, a cannon is fired at a train with several men aboard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, a, uh, in a slapstick, bloodless scene, three yep. men are shot dead and another is accidentally killed by a flying sword blade. Read the second to last one and then the last one. <laughs> the main character nearly shoots himself nearly in the foot. Nearly shoots himself in the foot, everybody. Nearly shoots himself in the foot. Does it actually happen? No, There's but he no almost violence, does. But he almost, almost does. does it. And that's pretty severe. Yep. And you need to just not watch this, basically. And finally, for my section, for vegans, <laughs> there is use of horses in cavalry charges. <laughs> that's the best thing ever. I'm sorry. This episode will get an explicit tag because I'm going to say, the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? There is no profanity in this silent film, Jeff. Just FYI. Oh my god, I hoped there was. Although, <laughs> At one point, a title card says, fuck. fuck. <laughs> and it just says fuck. Oh my god. And there's no context. It just pops nope. up in the middle of the movie. And then even the people in the movie are just looking at it going, what the hell was that? Why? Um, that. Okay. Alcohol, drugs, and smoking. A Union soldier sitting at a dinner table accidentally burns a hole in the tablecloth with his cigar. Oh my god. This is so dangerous to children because it's going to show cigarette smoking is good. <laughs> and then frightening and intense uh, scenes. A young woman is kidnapped, tied up, and passed from one car to another aboard a speeding train. It's going like 25 miles an hour. Many risky scenes of men clamoring about aboard speeding trains, including a man performing a very dangerous stunt riding atop a cow catcher. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the main character nearly falls from a moving train while being threatened by a cannon. Personally, this parental guide makes the movie sound a hell of a lot more violent than it actually is. A young couple flees through the forest during a thunderstorm, encountering a bear and getting caught in a bear trap. That is probably the one moment in the film where I yes. can see there being a parental guide. Because, okay. A dam breaks threatening men in the river. <laughs> oh, it would have been better if it was threatening men. And this men. is my favorite one of this section. Okay. A and this is the end of the parental guide. A young woman is hidden in a bag, and while hidden there, subject to a lot of apparent, though unintentional, rough treatment. <laughs> apparent, but unintentional, rough treatment. 
I'm gonna look at um, The Shining for a parental guy just real quick. Rated PG-13 for a parent, but un- unattended rough treatment. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Sex and nudity, five out of ten for The Shining. Oh, uh, there are mm. two large pictures of nude women in the cook's bedroom. Only breasts are shown. This is somewhat noticeable. <laughs> And they give the timestamps. This is somewhat noticeable. Oh my goodness. Wait, I'm just going to read these first three because they're funny. A woman comes out of a bathtub full and extended frontal nudity is shown. Never mind the fact she's rotting. Well, in that moment she's not rotting. I no. mean, I'm okay with it, but A man still. in a dog costume is kneeling before another man in a conspicuous manner. Um, I do like that it states that it's a man in a dog costume. Mm-hmm. You never actually see that it's a man. He's wearing a mask the entire time. Violence is an 8 out of 10. Profanity is an 8 out of 10. Alcohol and smoking and drugs is a 5 out of 10. Frightening scenes is a 9 out of 10. See, I will say this. The parental guy, this is not us bashing on the parental guy. No, but for some of them, yes, are funny. Or like are useful. But some of these are like, there shouldn't be a parent guide for The Shining. Your kid should not watch The Shining. Basically, if you want to know if The Shining is scary, here's the summary of The Shining. It's a guy who goes with his family to a hotel and then basically attempts to murder his mm-hmm. family. Guess what? Not a happy-go-lucky film that your family's going to want to watch. You should just know it. There is a point. parent guide for the gold rush. For vegans, there is use of live animals in the film. Damn those people. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. For smoking, there are smoking drugs and alcohol. There is smoking of cigarettes. And people drink at a dance hall and a man steals a drink off a tray. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no's. Oh, nosers. Oh, no's. And for violence and intense scenes, the highlight is two men almost get into a fist fight. Okay, good. Because you know what? I was really worried. When I saw a guy almost shoot his toe off with his gun, I was really concerned other people might almost get into a fight. We are sounding like giant dicks right now. I don't care. I don't care because it's funny because this stuff is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we need to do this. Like all it's the funny. time. I like it. <laughs> just maybe, like I said, not not we won't read through them all, but maybe we go through the movies and just find a couple really stupid, yep, random ones just to highlight. Oh my goodness, that almost that almost could replace stuff and things with Jeff. I'm not gonna write them on the website, guys. You're just gonna have yeah. to listen to them. Sorry, but uh, awesome. Well, uh, I guess final thoughts regarding this film. This episode is, um, I'm pretty sure, going to be longer than on the waterfront. <laughs> Thanks for posting things on the Facebook while I were doing our podcast. Yeah, no problem. Never mind, I was playing Candy Crush Yeah, on you my were phone. playing Candy Crush when I was talking. I was listening to you, though. It doesn't take a lot of mental compassion. I know. <laughs> What's our next movie? What is our next movie? Uh, you said... Uh, oh, The Graduate. The Graduate, yeah. Which is kind of nice timing since the director of it just passed away this last week. Yes, he did. Now, which, I mean, it's not good timing. That's not I mean, good timing, but it's... It's, it's, it's appropriate, like, it's appropriate that, that we're watching this. That is basically... Why we didn't do a special episode. Right. Because... We made the decision that we're not going to do special episodes of things for, you know... That are on the list, you know what I mean? Like for when, directors that are on the list, right? When, Harold Ramis didn't have a movie on the list. Exactly. Robin Williams doesn't have a movie on the list. Right. And it's you know it's, but I still you know if it's somebody that is like that, like him, he died. His films are on the list. I want to at least post a link to yeah. him and you know discuss you know hey it's sad he's he's yeah. di- he died and stuff because it he was is also somebody, like eighty six. That's very true. He was also married to Diane Sawyer. Yeah, I didn't know that. that. That was weird. I'm I like, oh, did not know that. I did not know that. So, uh, well, any uh, last quick thoughts regarding The Graduate? The Graduate. The Graduate. Well, I haven't watched it yet. No, no, no. Actually, I've seen it already. Okay, Lindsay, but... I'm going to hope that you are actually from the future. You've seen oh, next week's okay. episode. You've traveled back in time, and now you want to tell me about this. 
Well, th- first of all, Thanksgiving was great. Oh, was it? We had oh, a lot so of fun. Great. That's so great. Uh, um, got a lot, got ate a lot of food, gained a lot of the weight that we lost this week back. Actually, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay, Jeffrey, Lindsay, Jeffrey. this episode is going up after Thanksgiving. That's what I just said. Oh, I'm okay. from the future. I know, but we are technically in the future right now. Well, you asked me if I wanted to let you know how the movie was, so I I'm know. first telling you that Thanksgiving was good. I know, but present Lindsay could technically tell that too because we no, are I don't after know that Thanksgiving. No, I don't Thanksgiving could be a... No, oh, yeah, that's true. Ooh, Sorry. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Ooh, yes. Yeah, we're totally not recording this four days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> they know we record it the week before. I know, but I like to pretend every the once in a off. while. <laughs> anyway, I liked The General oh, as good. a representative of the silent film community. I do... And I, and, and but comes, I like um, Charlie Chaplin better. Right, that's and my... see, for me, I'm biased. I like Chaplin better because that's he's he is my silent film star favorite. So I'm biased towards him. Yeah, which is fine. Not saying Buster Keaton's not great, man. No, agree. Funny as like hell we in didn't. This movie. We're not saying that at all. Nope, nope. So well, I look forward to seeing the Graduate. The Graduate. I need to next see it week. now that I'm more mature in film and in life because yes. I saw it when I was like in my early twenties, which I don't. I feel like probably not. You can't really appreciate yeah. it then. There's a lot of movies I've realized recently that you can't appreciate when you're younger, but you appreciate more when you're older. So, uh, well, with that, everybody. It's all uphill from here, kids. Indeed, Arino. Ah! Good night, Radio Rahim. Okay. And I'm going to say a silent good night to Buster Keaton. Nice. And say good night, CK Dexter. Hey, Ben. Guys, maybe I'll ever. get it for Christmas and I won't constantly have to talk about it all the time. Maybe. We'll see. Oh, that's right. I'm, oh, we're in charge of that, aren't we? Yeah. Crap. Philadelphia story and a coffee <sighs> mug. And you, uh, you're getting stuff for your new apartment. Hey, we should totally like create like an Amazon wish list <laughs> and put it on the Facebook page. No, and if any of our fans so want to, you know, donate stuff to us, we can do that. <laughs> no. You know, I think that's tacky. It's, think tacky. it's tacky. I'm willing to be tacky. Fair enough. Just going to be tacky. I'm going to post this. I list. don't want to be tacky. Well, you will be. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, all right, bye, everybody. Sticky. Uh, don't get off the boat. Get off the boat. That was don't get was, off the boat, I man. Could, I could not think of what. Really, I you couldn't remember? Don't get off the boat, uh, man. No, I quoted it yesterday. Man, man, man. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Uh, I love how this episode be, ended up being longer than on the waterfront. Yep. And I also turned into Milhouse's dad at the end there. Yeah, you did a little bit. Uh, uh, now everything's coming up, Milhouse. <laughs> I'm sorry that I said for people to go F themselves if they hadn't seen The Godfather. I still feel bad about it. I apologize. No, she doesn't. I do, too. That was uncalled for. <laughs> I'm going to cut it before you say no. I'm going <laughs> to. It's still going. It's still going. It's still Goodbye, going. Everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. The views of the people on this podcast do not rep- accurately represent those of Ghost Tap Media. <laughs> Which is a total and utter lie because we are Ghost Tap Media. Ghost Goodbye, everybody. Good God. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>